Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. And with us right now, John Templeton from Down Under in Australia, originally from New Zealand. And you, John, are a high-performance mindset coach or found on the web at johntempleton.io. John, thanks so much for joining us. Josh, thank you so much for having me here. You know, I know that you have a... a a number of, of great mentors that that you've kind of uh, learned from. But as I'm on your website right now, definitely just because I've kind of been in the, a little bit in the Tony Robbins realm, kind of spoke, I've done some speaking for him as well. And uh, it kind of has that vibe, right? It looks like you're creating impact. But I'd love to hear from your perspective about what is it that you do? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I, am a, I am a high performance coach and I worked with... Um, Nine, up to nine-figure business owners. I'm currently working with a nine-figure business owner, mm-hmm. uh, athletes, athletes, special forces. So quite high-caliber human beings. And like you said, it's it's about making an impact. What my what my core focus is on the moment is helping entrepreneurs that are that are successful in their business find a bit more fulfillment in their life. Because what I find is when people are going at 100 miles an hour all the time, there's mm-hmm. sometimes other areas of their life that are a little bit not. Um, a little bit falling apart or a little bit not in balance, which yeah. which leaves them a little bit empty. And that's something that is dear to my heart because I do have this balance of this very uh, westernized, success-driven, helping people achieve their goals, but I also balance it with a, with a very Eastern philosophical and, and meditative, hey, look, what's the point in having it all if you're not feeling great inside? Yeah, yeah. So in today's world, um, you know, with folks that you work with, and I would assume you, I mean, in terms of like who you work with, obviously, you're working with high achievers, someone's Mm -hmm. doing nine figures, um, we may or may not know their name. That's one thing I've learned. Some There's no way there is no- some people hide from the list as best they can. <laughs> There's no way you'll know this this man. He's a he owns a construction company in New Zealand. So very yeah, yeah very low-key guy, very down-to-earth guy, but just got a very awesome business that's you know taking off in New Zealand. Construction's going crazy over there. Yeah, I bet. What <clears throat> you know, again, for, for those of us uh, you know, kind of up and across the pond. Um, so what is going on in New Zealand lately? I mean, I would imagine, um, you know, we've seen the headlines that New Zealand fared much differently than much of the world in just in terms of the pandemic. So I, I'm, I mean, I talked to these, this client of mine about the pandemic and yeah. that they're starting to sort of open back up again. And what's happened yeah. was because New Zealand's so beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been there before. Have you been? Only in the movies. <laughs> okay, right. A bit of uh, the Hobbit, maybe. Yeah, so, sure. <laughs> so it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. There's a lot of space. Uh, it's a it's a very relaxed lifestyle. It's a thin country, so coast to co- there's just so much coastline. Mm. Uh, and then not far from the coastline, because it's on a fault line, is mountain ranges. So you've mm. got everything there. Uh, so a lot of a lot of wealth is moving there, and with that comes big, nice properties. And the construction game is is really going for it. There's a lot of foreign investment. And because of that, it's just driving, it's just driving a lot of money there in, especially in the housing market. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's really what's happening as far as New Zealand. I think there's a lot of opportunity there as well, especially for 
coaches, you know, in the US, the US is so far ahead. Uh, like coaches like myself go to the US to get ideas and, and see what's happening and we can bring them back to Australia. But then New Zealand's even a step further removed. So you go there with some new um, ideas or concepts and it gets so well received because they just don't have access to it. Mm. You know, I, I don't mean to get political, but uh, the, the New Zealand prime minister has also certainly made some headlines. She's from the outside. She seems like she's pretty running things pretty great. But again, got to be careful whenever you start talking <laughs> politics. <laughs> you, you definitely do. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, particularly here in the United States. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, so John, um, just in terms of the um you know, the folks that you work with, high achievers and so forth, um, what concerns have you been hearing from them? And what is kind of your main, like, okay, it's time to go here. Let's, let's help resolve that issue. Like what is, what is that conversation? When you, when you ask that, do you mean, um, like when you say, let's go here, what do you mean? Yeah. So So someone says, uh, you know, and, and like a typical concern that someone would say, man, this is just going on in my life right now. And like, where do you start from based on, and again, I don't know what that main concern is. I'll let you fill in the blank on that. Yeah. Uh, but, but how do you then help them address that major issue? I, it comes back to like, what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of you being here on earth? And you can go around in circles. I don't know if you've ever been on this journey, Josh, or explored your reason for being, um, or even hu- what are humans here for? Some will say survival of the species. Others will say, well, I've tried that and you know, I just want to be happy. And it, it, it is a balance of yin and yang. It is a balance of, of you know, striving, but also being, doing and being. And so if somebody is Honestly, I, I truly believe the answer is balance. And so if someone is over striving and overachieving, I'll reel them in. I'll reel them in back back to what matters most, maybe connecting with their their spouse, maybe connecting with their family, maybe more time just um, appreciating the small things. And then there might be someone who I've coached a number of athletes, very high caliber athletes, and to reel them in wouldn't be a good thing. Like they need to, uh, for their sports team and for their career, they need to achieve, um, you know, at the Olympics, they want to be producing a result. So for them, it's it really is getting focused, but what happens after they achieve is they often go, oh, well, like what now? I still mm-hmm. feel em- if I still feel empty. And that's when I'll come in and go through their values and really look at, hey, what's going to make you fulfilled? Not, not like achieve something and feel empty. To me, that's, that's a zero sum game. So it is what's, what's, what's the purpose of you being here? What do you, what's the result you want? And is it in alignment with what matters to you? Quite often it's not. Quite often people are going after money, going after yes, success, totally. going after fame to fill a void within them. And so that's mm-hmm. when I'll come in and really dive into like, hey, what matters most? Because what you're doing right now is not sustainable. You know, I think that, I mean, I understand and I've been there, right? Why money is so critical in the early stages, because you know, if you've experienced what I've experienced, like I've experienced that scarcity where it's like, listen, I come, I gotta, I gotta pay my bills this week or this month. And so, because we keep thinking about that and that's kind of the, the, you know, the, the, the reality that keeps staring us in the face. Right. And so that becomes this opposition 
that we're always like getting ahead financially. Won't it be great when I don't have to deal with this stress anymore? Now, it would be great if all along we were maybe envisioning something else, but you know, it's like when you don't have shoes, all you care about is getting shoes if you're walking, you know, on rough road or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. like we we focus on the very immediate pain points, but I'm sure, you know, kind of getting what you're talking about, you know, you'll, you'll get to a point if you do your business long enough and you do it well, you'll get to the point where you'll have all the money you need. Like that, that, that is an inevitability. If you do the right stuff, you help enough people, that sort of thing. But then what? So at what point, or what would be a good practice for someone who is saying, John, I'm currently obsessing on getting out of debt you know, getting, having more than I need, like how can they start to begin, you know, a practice of focus on the stuff that, you know, and I know when they get the money and then they're like, okay, now what? Right. Cause that happens for everybody. I've talked to so many people like, yep. Been there, done that, got the money. Then I was like, okay, now what? Yeah. <laughs> and 100%. so, yeah. So do you feel like it's very, very helpful to start engaging in that, you know, the visualization or that, you know, kind of that, you know, that why am I here, that impact, that sort of thing early on? Yes, for sure. And what I will say is that you said earlier, people sort of focus on the immediate pain point. What what we need to do or what I do with people is I get them to focus on the pain of continually reaching their goals and not being happy. So it's like, we will pain will motivate. And so the first thing is we need to get leverage. People have to want to change. And so if they're focused on making the money, making the money, making the money Mm -hmm. until there's enough pain to tell them, well, wait a minute, money's not the answer. They won't change. So the first thing I'll get them to do is I'll get them to write down. Okay. When you have the money, they, they they would have already had like a micro dose of this pain before when they achieved something and they felt empty. Mm. And so I'll amplify that. Okay. When you hit your next milestone and you're still empty, when you hit your next milestone and you're still not really connected with your family, when you hit your next milestone and your kids have grown up and mm. they don't like dads, maybe a bit stressed or mums maybe a bit stressed. Or yeah. I was like, so you, I just put them in so much pain that they're like, they don't want that outcome anymore. And that's once they've made the decision inside, like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to make a change. That's when we can start sowing in some seeds and planting some seeds around, well, what does it look like to be happy without the money? What does it look like to be uh, fulfilled first? And what I find all the time is once someone is content internally, they make way sounder, business decisions that are more long-term focused as opposed to short-term stress response. And their their business is actually, one, they provide enough without being greedy. And two, they do it in such a manner where it's it's holistic. So there's there's you're giving the customer a really beautiful um exchange of service without taking too much. And everyone's happy. So the customers are happy, you're happy, your family's happy. It's a far more sustainable way to do business. Yeah, agreed. Um, and so what is a great practice that someone can do in their daily life to, you know, kind of keep things in perspective, focus on the right things? Like, well, what would you imagine that would be for most people? Yeah, I think it's, I think it starts in the morning. It really starts in the morning. Um, and it's just 
it grat- like gratitude journaling is probably the, the simplest thing. And so the way I do it, I don't actually journal. I lie in bed. And as soon as I open my eyes, I, you know, I'm not sure if your listeners are religious or whatever. So if you don't like the word God, swap it for like something else. But the I'll universe, kind of just, hey, there are, yeah, there are the many. universe, <laughs> right? The universe. Um, I'll, I'll sort of sit in bed and I'll, there are three things I'll say. What's, what's some, um, experience in my life that I can really be truly and grateful for in this moment. And then I'll say, what's something in my life. And then I'll say, who's someone in my life. So an experience, a thing and a person, and I'll just sit for about not even that long, 30 to 60 seconds. But the key is you must feel in every cell of your body a deep appreciation. And I remember one morning, I, I've, my room sort of looks out over this lake. Um, and on the the ranch, the glass ranch ladder, it was raining. And I remember one morning, I just was just watching this drop of rain run down the, the, the sort of glass. And I just had this such appreciation for, the, for, for water, which s- sustains life. And I had this appreciation for nature, which was consistently recycling our water for us. And I remember just in that moment going like, wow, like you, you don't, we don't need all of these crazy things um, to be truly, truly and deeply happy. And one, someone shifts their consciousness because when we're operating from a low, lower level of consciousness, which is the, the survival base, the safety base, the security base, the I need to be someone based when we're driving from then it, it takes our energy and we, we are not in an appreciative state. It doesn't matter how much you achieve or how much significance or, or how big your status is. You will, you will, by default, you will feel empty. And so just to make this beautiful shift of consciousness from a, but I have to be someone, I have to get the goal to wait a minute, life's so beautiful. Nature is so beautiful. Um, I can appreciate the fact that my heart is beating tens of thousands of times a day and I don't even have to do anything. And all of a sudden, when you enter that consciousness, magic begins to happen in your life. It's not because business is important. Money is important. But instead of it going from like a forceful thing, it goes to a really, um, it ensues. Instead of us pursuing, it ensues. So it comes secondary to us living this really beautiful life. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the wake of, uh, you know, a lot of disruption over the past year, um, what have you seen yourself focusing on personally um, in, in your role? Yeah. First off, I'll say to everybody, I'm, I'm not perfect. So what, for me, it was what I had to transition with in my business that when I was running events, I was running retreats, uh, the chaos happened and I had to shift online and I built this studio at home and I, I, I went into a, um, let's call it a stress response because I'd never been through a pandemic. I'd never been through chaos before. So I, I went into this stress response and I had to make ends meet like everyone else. Um, and so that, that really became the primary focus of adjusting the business to to be able to operate in the new world. I had to fire staff. I really just had to cut yeah. back on everything, yep. become very, very lean very, very quickly uh, and build out new products and programs. So that, that'll, that really became the main focus. And I think now we've got stability in the world to a degree of as in we know what it's like. It's not like this is new to us now. It's been here for 12 months. So now we can start to plan what our next moves are in business. And for me, that's this, it is this online model. It's this online model um, and finding a way to scale this and, and, and which is actually quite simple when it's online 
so mm. that I can reach more people, really. And and what does that look like for you? So for other, because there are a lot of speakers, uh, you know, people that were used to uh, making impact in person. Um, so what, what what have you found working well? Uh, learning how to do sort of webinars and presentations has been yeah. the biggest skill. So I paid a lot of money. Um, I'm really big on, 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 if I don't have expertise, I'll go and just pay someone. And the one thing I really wanted to learn was how to run a good webinar that not only converts because obviously on the front end, we need to convert. We can't give all of our secrets away, right? So we, we, we need it to convert. And then on the back end, we can make this huge change in someone's life. So that was my main focus was really dialing in on presentations, webinars, because speaking from stage and speaking like this is two very different things. Yeah. Uh, so it was, I put a lot of time into getting mentors and learning how to build a great webinar and present in sort of like a 60, 90 minute slot. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. So, um, uh, how do you still have that impact then? Like what, what do you have to do to, to carry over, uh, and, and, you know, let's say you're working with a company and, you know, you're working with the leadership team or something like that, you know, they're just all kind of sitting. Meanwhile, they're kind of looking at all the other stuff, other things on their screen, you know, like how do you, keep that attention and and create the results that you need to for that engagement. Yeah. So right at the start, I will, it's called a pre-frame. Have you heard of a pre-frame? Pre, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I will pre-frame. I mean, uh, um, yes, of course I have, but for other people who haven't, no, I, I, I know generally about it. I shouldn't act like a know-it-all here. <laughs> yeah. So it's like setting the frame. It's it's the the picture frame yeah. of what's about to happen, and because it's the pre-frame, you're you're setting it in advance. So it's setting the standards of how it's going to work, how it's not going to work, and then obviously telling stories really puts people into a trance. So if you can tell great stories, people are going to lock into what you're saying, and uh, you're going to have their attention. You're going to have their attention. Does that is that what you meant by by? Well, you, yeah, I think so. It? I mean, that's pretty critical, right? So, you know, again, just tips for better online presentation. So, okay, so preframe is good. <laughs> and and preframe, uh, get great at telling stories. Get great. So, uh, there was a time I went in and I ran a uh, presentation, and I was kind of just talking facts and figures, and I lost everyone. And then I mm. ran the same presentation again, but I was just telling them these funny stories. There was this 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 really presence and connection. And my conversion rate went up about 30% just from, instead of telling them sort of what happened, telling them the story of how it happened. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden people started to really engage. So definitely pre-frame, definitely learn how to get great at telling stories. And the other thing is the way you use your voice go from these really high ranges down to like slow tempos and just keep people engaged with the tonality you use with having powerful pauses. So learning how to speak and engage again uh, and putting these things into practice can, can help the way you convert. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what do you do today, John, to get new business? I am today's not today. I'm having a day off of everything. No social media, nothing. So this yeah. interview, and then I'm having a, a a day to just be what I am in the process of doing is I'm all about automation. I really am. 
Uh, and again, this is great for online and scalability. So I'm building out a video sales letter, which is a, my story. It's just my story in a VSL. It's about 20 minutes long. And that just runs evergreen for me. So it's running evergreen. I have very targeted ads going out to um, people that are making good money, but are just not fulfilled. And that's that's tuning through. People are going to book in calls. And then I schedule calls just two days a week. So the rest of the time I can be in my creative space. Yeah. Uh, and for those two days, I'll really just be out there honestly just just helping people and closing them into to, to programs where I can you're, and you're reaching out to to whom with video sales letters so uh business so founders founders um yeah. business owners directors they're all part of the targeting that are doing six figures plus yeah and, and do, you, do you think that they respond okay to automation like when they know that they're being automated i don't mean to put you on the spot i'm just curious because that's a nut i've never seen cracked very well and and yeah. so i'm curious if you're like oh no automation you know getting to the c-suite executives actually works i don't i don't know i i'm terrible at that i'm horrible yeah. at automation so it's just it's just done slightly differently because obviously these none of it's group so everything yeah. is one on one everything is confidential everything is um what's the word i'm looking for quite uh, they people that are doing well in life like they don't like to be put in with the rubble and i totally get and that's it that's true you know that's, right that that's why i'm like wait a minute automation do they know they're being automated <laughs> Yeah, so you yeah, have yeah. to make it. And that's because I can tell you from, from a kind of a sales and market, and my whole point with typical sales and marketing things is I think how you and I are talking about automation is not what maybe some people might be thinking about. Yeah, so I can explain they, the whole thing. Yeah, and oh my gosh, it, we'll need another half hour for that. <laughs> I can but do yeah, it really quickly. So, yes. it, it's, it's only like a couple of steps. It's, yes. oh, this, this ad makes sense, click. Okay, watch the the VSL. You're going to lose tons of people, which is fine. They go through to book a call, the ones that connect on the VSL. And then cost per acquisition is very, very high. Very, very high. But because it's one-on-one programming, uh, like a one-on-one coaching, it's very, very high ticket. And you're targeting people that have um, got wealth and you know they want to solve this problem. So they're happy to pay those high tickets. So cost per acquisition is quite high, but also... Mm-hmm. It's very, it's profitable also because you're you're charging very high ticket. It's the it's, numbers you know, still make sense. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, like, I appreciate I appreciate yeah. your insight on that. All right, so John, someone that's been listening to our conversation, and um, and so uh, you know, obviously they're like, look, I, 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 you know, I love some of the stuff that you were sharing. Where do I find more? Like, what would you recommend their next course of action? Like, how can they start diving deep into, uh, you know, kind of this world that you've created and and the impact that you're having. I would say go to my social media, which is Instagram, for example, John Templeton official. So at John Templeton official, uh-huh. uh, that's where they can find me. Is d- Did you want? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like someone's listening. They're like, okay, give me more, John. Where do I go? <laughs> that's where you go. John Templeton official on Instagram. On Instagram. Um, yep. Look at that. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, you got 17. 17- well, I was going to say you got 17,000 followers. Now you got 17,001. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. We're, we're connected on the Instagrams. That's great. Well, John Templeton, again, uh, on Instagram, at John Templeton Official. And again, you could go on your website. Um, you're going to love John's website. Uh, 
clearly you can see uh, John's a bit of a rock star. <laughs> and I say that in a, in a very loving way. I don't say, you know, uh, <laughs> you are you are absolutely causing shift and impact in your audiences. It's very impressive. I love the studio that you've got set up here that we have a little kind of behind the scenes uh, photo of. And again, that's johntemplton.io. John, thank you so much. My absolute pleasure, Josh. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.